Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 168 for Slamfire Radio for August 19th, 2016. Tonight's edition is all about gun goddesses and and Trevor. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Kelly, a goddess, Lynn. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel, not the gun god me show. (laughs) And I'm Matthew, just sort of like... uh, like not a god, but maybe like an angel or something. Pretty good. Maybe like a uh, yeah, one of the one of the archangels or something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. that'd be cool. Because Trevor loves the archangel stock, right? So, especially if you put it on like an SKS. <laughs> so oh, we should save that. We should save that name for him, but he's not on. So Trevor's oh. the archangel. <laughs> the, gun, <laughs> the gun archangel. <laughs> uh, oh, yay! Yay! Anyway. <laughs> Matthew, why don't you just uh, roll right into what you did in Guns this week? I did not do a whole lot beyond uh, Adriel sent me my gun back, so I got my Glock back, nice. and, and he sent me a, a two-up match saver thingamajigger for my shotgun. I have not installed it yet, but I will be doing that shortly, and we'll start playing around with that a little bit. That'll be fun. So thank so you if, to him. So if you want like a temporary thing, try using uh, some double-sided Velcro and then just pop it on there. If you've got some like thick two-sided tape. Yep, that's what I have. Really that's, what, that's what I'll try. I'll try that yeah. first and then uh, see how it goes. If I like it, then I'll just drill and tap a couple small screws and screw it in. No big deal. There we go. So yep. yeah, did that. And um, <laughs> I'm really I'm, I'm looking for things that I did in guns. I really didn't do much. Uh, I took my shotgun for a four-wheeler ride. So... That's a thing, I guess. I didn't actually shoot it, although I did see a groundhog. Just one, though. While I was out for four hours on my quad, I saw <laughs> one groundhog. I was <sighs> so much different here than the gophers yeah. in Alberta. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I didn't even get a chance to shoot him because he ran off in the woods too fast. So, no, I, I pretty much had a lame week in gun, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to Adriel, I guess. <laughs> well, I didn't do that much, but uh, I hit the range, and uh, I, I got—I finally got to to getting to practice what you and Trevor had taught me uh, for one-handed pistol shooting, and it was a lot better than what it's been in the past. <laughs> Good. I was shooting at a an Ipsic-sized steel target at 50 yards, and uh, that's that's—I de- think that's decently far for a that, for a one-handed shot. That is very decently far for a one-handed shot. Yeah, and I was for, hitting, for, for a lot it, of people. That's and, decently far for a two-handed shot. Yeah, it, you know, when I first started pistol shooting pistols, that target looked impossibly far for me, and uh, and it's not anymore. And it's starting to become not for one-handed shooting. Now, I'm not like super reliable. I can't, you know, hit nine out of ten or anything like that on there. But I can put some. I can put some hits on target. And I, and my my misses aren't like terrible. They're not. They're not really far off of it. So. 
I'm pretty okay with that. I think that's that's going to get me somewhere. Uh, you know, I've got a match coming up this weekend for three gun. I think my pistol's going to do me just fine at that. So, got a lot of rounds out of the FNFNS. I actually had one of my buddies uh, shooting there with me, so we did a couple of the, like the ball and dummy uh, practice and mm-hmm. a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the different kinds of practice that you guys had taught, and uh, it was really helpful uh, to see you know what's going on and uh, kind of diagnose some problems. So awesome. Can well, I'm- Sorry, I was just going to say, can you describe what the ball and dummy is? Well, the ball, the ball and dummy is. Uh, uh, you normally need. You, normally need you, you need Trevor there for that usually, right? Because you need the, <laughs> the dummy. He's not here, so he's fair game, right? I mean, I know. all show along. He's under the bus or under the plane, actually. If anybody's on his Facebook feed, he's been nothing but airplanes for the last couple of days. So jealous. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue on with the ball and dummy drill. <laughs> well, Kelly, you had a question. No, I just wanted to know exactly what it was. Ah, okay. So uh, the idea is that you get your buddy, I'm putting like bunny ears around that, to, uh, to, to load or not load your gun, uh, so that, and then hand it to you, you go away, you come back, and you've either got a, lo- a loaded gun or an unloaded gun, and, uh, and you treat it as if it's loaded, he hands it to you, you aim on target and you pull a trigger, and it might fire and hit the target, or it might click and you see how miserably bad of a flinch you've got. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and practice on that, right? And the thing that it does is uh, after, after flinching a couple of times uh, in front of your buddy, you get embarrassed and you start focusing on that trigger pull, and then when you do get a live round, you hit whatever you're aiming at. And so it's, th- that's, it's actually, like a, that's actually a big part of it is that embarrassment that, uh, you know, we don't talk about that, but it really is. You don't want to look like an idiot in front of your friends. And so you start mm-hmm. <laughs> smartening up and start focusing on the front sight and pressing the trigger without letting the front sight move. That's really what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it works a charm. <laughs> Good. So we did that. A lot of a lot of one-handed shooting. That was uh, that was some really good practice. Uh, practice some controlled pairs on uh, again on just on that steel target at fifty yards, and uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Good. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Shot shotgun. Did a bunch of clays. Uh, practiced with that double match saver. Now I will tell you, uh, Matthew, it's not as convenient or ergonomic as a, uh, a single match saver. Right. With a single match saver, when you grab it, you can kind of cup it with your hand as you slide it back toward the uh, uh, loading port on your shotgun. Yep. So it's a little bit, uh, I guess you're a little bit more in control, whereas with this one, if you try to grab that top shot shell uh, in your hand and slide it, you've got the bottom one there as well, so it kind of gets in the way. Right. And when you load from the bottom one, you're now no longer in line with the loading port. But you get two shotgun right. shells, so yeah. you kind of get two two chances to mess up. And so if you don't like uh, how bulky it is, just cut it in half. <laughs> sure, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, practice with that. Practice my quad loads and 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 uh, load twos and that kind of thing. And I'm feeling really good about that. I've, I've that's one thing I've really worked on that uh, that I think I've gotten nailed. So now I need to work on my pistol and my rifle and, and yeah, get good at those. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Um, I'm I'm okay with pistol and rifle, but I'm terrible with a shotgun. I mean, I can I can shoot stuff with a shotgun, but I can't manipulate my shotgun nearly as quickly as I can in a tactical situation. It's it's just always been pistol and carbine for me. Oh, and it's like you don't need much. You can you can if you can learn how to d- uh, load two and then quad load, you can get really good at that, and you can load your sh- like. 
anyone can shoot a shotgun fast. Sh- shooting a shotgun fast and, and unloading it is really easy. Yeah, it's the loading. It's, it's it loading that takes it back time. up. That's hard. And fortunately, that's something you can practice at home. You don't have to, you yeah. know, just get a bunch of dummy shells and you can load and unload all night long without having to fire a shot. Because, like you said, the shooting part's fairly easy. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of recoil. But, and you know, unless you're shooting slugs at distance, all you're doing is shooting birdshot at clays or poppers or whatever. And, I mean, it's it's not difficult. And you've got a spread on it, too. That's so right. you don't even have to be right on. You just That's have to it. be in the Just, just in have the to general be area. sort of close, yeah. <laughs> in the same room. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That's it. It's a big cone of death. Comes out, uh, you know, six feet in diameter, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and I've just been print. I've been printing like a whole bunch of gun stuff. I printed those double match savers. I've been printing some five five six dummies just for looks kind of things. Yeah, some fifty Beowulf and other stuff. You know, as I learn a little bit more about what I can do and what I can't do with that thing. So it's been fun. You should print me up some Glock mags. Oh, you know what? I I, I, I totally <laughs> forgot. I printed you uh, a Glock grip plug. So you know how the grip is hollow on the bottom. Yep. They, yeah. They they make these uh, grip plugs that. Do you like them or not? I have one. The problem oh. is it's not factory. And so when I shoot production in Ipsic, it's not allowed to be in there. If mm. I show up to a level three match, well, technically, if I show up to any match with that in, they'll bump me to open. And this is why I don't shoot Ipsic. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, so anyway, yeah, I have one, and uh, that's great. I, thanks for making one. Um, you can send it if you like, but like I said, I've already got one, so you could sell it to somebody else or give it to somebody else who has a Glock. They or actually you could give it to me. They could give I it to yeah. She's got a Glock. You want one? <laughs> they actually <laughs> make reloading easier. Oh, um, really? They do. Yeah. It, it acts sort of as sort of the the back end of your magwell, and if you don't have it in, you can catch the rim of your cartridge in your mag on that little cutout where you would normally put your thumb to pull out a, a mag in a double feed. Um, and it'll catch on that, and you can you can mess up your reloads very quickly. So, I didn't realize how much it actually helped until I took it out and messed up a couple of reloads, and uh, you know had to get good at it again. So, yeah, I've, I've got it out now, and I'm leaving it out because if I practice with it in, and then I go to a match, and I gotta take it out. I'm just gonna screw yeah. up my reload. So I'm just gonna leave it out now so that I don't get bumped into open in uh, in Epic. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. No, after hearing from, uh, you know. Trevor mentioning about that guy who had the empty mag in his front pocket getting bumped open and yeah. all kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it is so. They have like, some of the uh, dumbest rules. Yeah, I like my three gun. Where yeah, we've, we've got we've got safety rules, but like equipment and that kind of thing is generally just. It's open. a bit more common sense, and that's the thing. Eh? Ipsic is a very mature sport. It's been around for a long time, and so they have people gaming it, and so they have to come up with rules that have to apply to everybody just to have a level playing field. And the thing is, the rules can't be, you can't modify your gun, well, unless it's a butt plug for a a Glock. Yeah, I realize I just called it butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) You got that on your mind, that's weird. I don't know why. That's what what we've always called them, just because I have no idea why, but it's the name that always sticks in my head and comes out of my mouth whenever I say it. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) Uh. But yeah, the grip plug is uh, you know, it's it it doesn't it actually does give you an an advantage, but it's not enough of an advantage to, you know, force you to have to go to open, but you know, they got the rules and we'd have to play by them if we want to if we want to play along. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, I think uh I think that's all I did. Oh, I I um I got a chance to try out those uh 
those mag pouches, and what else did I do? I took one of my. I, I had a a Bladetech single AR pouch, single AR mag pouch, and I had an AR plus double MMP pouch, and I kind of swapped them around. So now I've got a double AR pouch, and I sold my MMP. So I sold that one to my buddy uh, Will because his his wife might get into pistol shooting or oh, be, he yeah. might just. It's use got it. the adjustable grip size, so that might uh, fit her hands nicely. And Will's got small hands anyway; he might want to shoot it for himself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's got a it's got a really nice trigger on it, and I've got you know the it's all kitted out. I got five mags for it and a couple double mag holders, so yep. it's good to go, right? Yeah. yeah now so you got now your I... FN; you don't need it anymore. No. I only need one pistol. But I, what I do need to do now is buy a Tika. So I've been looking. I think Al Flaherty's had some Tikas, but they had like I don't want. I don't really want to get a Tika T3 light in 300 Win Mag because uh, it's a light rifle and it's got a really skinny butt pad, and I don't. I don't. I don't like the <laughs> recoil of it when it's shooting 300 Win Mag. I don't mind 30 odd six or 270 or something like that. Sure. But. Yeah. But no, when you have a really skinny butt um, recoil pad, it. Uh... It, yeah, well, you, you, you know it's butt pad. <laughs> yeah, I did. I called the butt pad. Well, you started it, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, now I got to find a, a Tika T3 light. So I gotta, I gotta look around. And there, the, luckily, the, a lot of the new, like the new T3s, uh, are cheap because they're blowing out because they're coming out with the T3X. I think it's a T3X. Tika's got a, a new rifle out, so I'm gonna buy one of the old ones at. Uh, really discounted price or a used one if i could find one but you know how it always goes whenever whenever new stuff gets discounted the used guys never get the message so yep. like a lot of the a lot of the <laughs> rifles that are for sale right now in the used market for these things are more expensive than new ones so i might just buy new even though yeah yeah, yeah so. no they do that because they feel that they need to get their money back that's what i paid for it so that's what you're gonna pay mm-hmm. for it. they don't even care about what the market will bear they're just like nope this is what i paid for it. it's what you're getting yeah <laughs> Unless it costs more, then then they ask more. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, price goes up. Yeah, yep. everyone's price goes up. But uh, yeah, so I guess I'll have to get one of those tikas soon enough here because November is uh, November is coming quickly. So yeah, uh, that's what that's what I've been up to in uh, guns. What about you, Kelly? Um, actually, before we go on to uh, me, we forgot to mention Trevor. Trevor's oh, we didn't not forget. Sh- we didn't yeah. forget. We just don't care. Neglected. <laughs> yeah. He's out playing with other people. He's yep. out playing with Rod. Another god. <laughs> yeah, Rod Rod the gun god. Yes. Gun, so, gun god Rod. Yes. Yeah. In Vancouver. So he is actually doing something with guns tonight. So anyways, he'll, he will eventually be back, maybe, right? Maybe. maybe. If maybe. we let him. We're going to lock. We're going to change the keys, <laughs> not let him back in. That's a good idea. Anyways. Uh, what did I do in guns this week? I went to SFRC like I always do, and I picked up some 12 gauge um, shotgun shells because we went out to the range on Sunday. And um, Kevin, my my boyfriend, he had an old Kmart special. He had a Winchester a Ranger, you know, the Model 120, you know, the pump action one. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys familiar with that? Well, you know what he did with it. He no? spray painted it flat darker. <laughs> <laughs> you mean brown? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so he pa- he painted the whole thing, took it apart, painted it all, and put it all back together. So he just wanted to check it out and see if it worked, and it does. It's it runs smoothly. It's really nice actually, but it's flat dark earth. Everything is flat dark earth right now. So, anyways. Uh, the other thing I did, so I took my Glock 17, Adriel, I have a Glock, um, 
and uh, <laughs> did some pistol practice because they have a net. The handgun fun the handgun fundamental course that I went on uh, the fire art solution training one that Rick Woods did uh, the day before a charity shoot. I haven't actually shot my pistol since then, so I wanted to go out and basically do some pistol practice and. Wow, like huge difference, even from the day that we did the uh, fundamental course. Um, I started out and just basically ran through all the recommendations that Rick had and started out at 3, 5, 7, moved back to 10. And uh, I worked on a trigger pull um, and I worked on count and sight uh, picture and focusing on the front sight. And as long as I got it at three, I've moved to five, then seven, then ten. And, yeah, all my groupings were right where I wanted them to be, one right on top of each other, and it was really good. So I was really impressed. I learned something, so it was good. Um, and what else did I do? Oh, yeah, I, I fired off my 10-22 just because I wanted to practice my standing a little bit more. But other than that, nothing else at the range that day, I don't think. Um... One of the things that we're doing as well is we're actually started up personal training and uh, when our trainer asked us about what we were doing and how we're actually working out, so we said, well, we went, on Sunday we went to the range and we did some running and gunning. And so he thought that was kind of cool. So he's starting to, like last night when we did our workout, uh, our personalized workout, he actually is developing stuff to help us with are going to the range and shooting and all that so working on our core our arms and our agility as well so that we can run run in that so i thought that was really really cool he did it specifically for us and developed it for us and that so i thought it was really cool because originally when we started out and i wanted to lose a little weight get in better shape and all that and build my upper arm i was kind of afraid to tell him that i actually i want to build some guns so i can actually shoot some guns <laughs> anyways but yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, too. It's not really gun-related, but it is kind of gun-related because, yeah, I want to get better shape so that I can shoot better in that, too. So it was kind of cool in that. And I want to be able to carry Daniel Shaw, you know, 100 meters as Yeah, well, sure, so. absolutely. You can do that. <laughs> you probably could. Well, you know what? I think by the time you run a Daniel Shaw course, I'm not saying I'm coming, um, but <laughs> if it does happen, maybe I will try. So, awesome. you know, yeah. So that's it. That's all I did with guns. So, want to do events? Who? Me. You. Anybody? Me? You? Somebody? Somebody. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you could do we, we finally got a hold of James W. He, he won, and he emailed us. So, congratulations, <laughs> finally. And uh, as soon as Trevor returns, he'll send out your SKS stock. After Trevor's done with it, of course, because you understand Trevor loves it and doesn't want to let it go because he's going to buy a bunch of SKSs and try it out with it, right? Absolutely. Probably not. <laughs> no. no. Uh, the 2016 CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championships will be taking place at the Wapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie, September 1st to 4th. The FAST Active, Def Active Killer Defense Course will be held August 21st in London, and Rick is also doing an urban pistol course in Barrie, uh, Ontario, uh, yeah, in Ontario, Ontario, on September 17th. The Practical Shooters of Canada proud to announce the first Canadian Precision Rifle Series. It's going to be happening at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge is going to be held September 2nd through the 4th. The 2016 Algonquin Cup will be taking place at the Eagle Lake Gun Club in Sunridge, Ontario on September 18th. 
August 20th, 21st, Earl Green of Phase Line Green Tactical will be at the Regina Wildlife Federation for a two-day carbine course. Brian S. sent in, uh, Valkyrie Defense has a counter-ambush concepts course in Battle Creek, Michigan on October 9th. And he also sent in an Appleseed Project is having uh, an event at the Coshocton, or in Coshocton, Ohio, September 10th and 11th. Uh, so maybe if you want to do an apple seed, you can check that out. And Handgun Fundamentals 1 and 2. And that name is probably going to change by the time it rolls around. It'll be held uh, July 15th and 16th in 2017 in Alberta. So people have already sent some emails for signing up. So if you want on that list, you should send an email fairly quickly because that list is going to uh, fill up soon. Right. Do you know how many spaces that you have for it? Um, Are you deciding that right now? I think we will do the same as this year, and we're going to cap it at 15. Okay. So, so we ended up with 17, but that's because we had uh, we didn't have to, but we uh, we felt that we should uh, toss in a, a free course for the range owner and for Will, who uh, who helped us out uh, by allowing us to stay at his place. So it was a fair trade. Yeah. Okay. So in the news, uh, Jason Phelps sent us in something. It was a 53-year-old man from Cochrane has been charged with unsafe storage for a firearm after someone broke into his car and took a 357 result revolver uh, from the center console. It happened Sunday while the vehicle was parked out front of the man's home in Bow Ridge Road, and police believe the vehicle was left unlocked. So on that, maybe he should have locked his car and not stored his revolver in the car. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> we have safe storage laws for a reason, right? And yeah. uh, if you don't follow them and your gun gets stolen, that's on you because you should have been following the safe storage laws. Yeah, there's a couple of details missing here. Like, it wasn't. There's no details on whether it was locked in his case. Like, True. did he did he bring it to his car and and in the case locked and leave it in the center console and then go back into his house and then come out and find it missing? Uh, that that isn't there, or it's just not like there's there's not enough information here to to find out like if if this was like a really bad thing where he basically had his his revolver like sitting out on his con- on his console and like I don't know loaded just sitting there, or whether it was uh, you know just a just a case of not uh, not locking his car after going back to his house or something I don't know I mean it's, there's no there, there, that's all the detail we have right Yep Yeah Yep yeah. Who put in so the one be, about Sorry Go ahead Yeah It could be anywhere in between It could be it could be all the way from like loaded revolver sitting on the console to locked and cased and just forgot to lock the car, right? Mm. Right. True. Um, who put in the one about the Alberta team? Oh, that's me. I'll uh, I'll read this one off. Uh, a violent alter- altercation on Alberta's uh, Frog Lake First Nation earlier this week has res- resulted in the arrest of a youth. Uh, they received a call. I'm just going to go right into the uh, situation. Police determined that a 34-year-old man had been driving a side-by-side ATV through someone's property when his dog got into an altercation with the two of the property owner's dogs. The 34-year-old tried to defend his dog by pulling a sword from his ATV. <laughs> a 17-year-old then appeared and shot him in the leg with a shotgun. Of course. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> anytime 17... somebody comes at me with a sword, I mean, I'm getting my shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, said so the 17-year-old was arrested and will be answering to charges in St. Paul Provincial Court on September 1st. So... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even know where you start. Was that Owen out there with his sword? Larping. Larping. Don't don't bring your sword <laughs> to a gunfight. First of all, don't bring your sword to a gunfight. Second of all, why are you carrying a sword around in your quad? Uh, and then 
I guess if somebody comes at you with a sword, I guess shooting them with a shotgun is probably a legitimate response. But uh, oh man, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of fail there. Yeah, mm. all kinds of weirdness. Anyways, interesting. Mm-hmm. And I posted on our web uh, on Facebook actually that the Glock 17M uh, it was leaked a picture of it. And did you guys have a chance to look at it at all? I did. Like yes. Looks like looks, a Glock, eh? It looks yeah, like a looks Glock, very much. but I like it as a Glock. Um, it doesn't have the finger grooves, which no. I, I'm i not a huge proponent of finger grooves. I don't particularly like them um, because they, they never match up with my fingers. The the flared magwell is really nice. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, unless they've been swapped out aftermarket, it looks like though they are metal sights. So instead of the plastic sights from Glock, it looks like there's metal sights on there, which... Uh, if they're coming from the factory that way, that's a huge step up from those plastic ones that they come with. Mm-hmm. And they have the ambidextrous side release. Oh, yes. Release Ambid- as well. The, the only nice. thing that they could have improved is by making an ambidextrous mag release as well. And I know you can switch it, but, you know, switching it is great if you're left-handed and only ever shoot left-handed. But, you know, if I, I've shot some guns that have ambidextrous mag releases. And it doesn't matter what, what hand you throw it in, you can drop the mag whenever you need to. So... I think that's a, a, a nice feature, but uh, unfortunately, the new Glock didn't get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check it out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, looks like a Glock. It does. Yeah. Looks like a Glock. Looks like a Glock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about the bear spearing? Okay, well, I, I, can, I can talk a little bit about this one. Uh, cause <laughs> it seems like all the, news, that all the new stuff this week was from Alberta. We've got a gun stolen Cochrane, Alberta. Alberta team shoots sword wielding, and now we've got this bear spearing here in Alberta. So uh, full moon here in Alberta this this week. Maybe, but uh, oh, just in Alberta yeah, so though. There was no full moon anywhere else in the world. Just in Alberta this week. <laughs> we had a, a, a blue moon. We had a blue moon here. <laughs> sure. No one else did. Yeah, it was a busy week. I don't know. It was a busy week. Um, okay, so this this guy filmed himself uh, spearing a bear. Uh, he had baited the bear and thrown a spear at it with a GoPro on it and uh, and, and, and killed it. Um, but it's caused a, a bit of an uproar. Uh, I think I think a lot of what killed uh, caused the uproar here was the, I don't know, showy nature, I guess, of the video. It's uh, He's pretty showy about it. Again, he's got the GoPro on there. Um, and like, I, I don't know, like some, some, some guys like this, some guys don't, but he does the uh, like overly excited thing all the way through kind of a thing. I I, I would probably be excited if I speared a bear as well, but uh, he's he's like really really um, enthusiastic, I guess you could say, on the video. And uh, yeah, some people now now people are taking it as just like the seize of the lion thing. What was that last year? Uh, okay. People are taking it as an opportunity to kind of like rag on hunters and say, uh, you know, oh. Real hunters don't, uh, and then, you know, throw whatever you want to in there. Real hunters don't use bait. Real hunters don't kill bears. Real hunters don't <laughs> whatever the thing is, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's the, the one true Scotsman argument applied to, uh, applied to hunting, and, and you're seeing a lot of that now. Uh, even within the hunting community, this is a part, the, the part I don't mind when anti-gun, anti-hunter people uh, complain about us hunting because that's in their nature. That that that, that I don't compare, care about too much. It's when other hunters start ragging on other hunters because yeah. they don't agree with the kind of hunting that they're doing. Like this in particular, I've, I've I've seen a couple of other spear hunting videos where other people go out there and spear hunt, and uh, it it so to to get an idea, you need to get very close to your game to make this work. 
So that's uh, you can bait a bear, or you can. I, I've seen uh, deer taken with spears, but uh, so it's it, it needs it's an incredible amount of time that you need. Uh, with a bow, you can hit something you know twenty forty yards away, no problem. But with a spear, that's that's very difficult. And and whereas with a bow, you need to move very little. With a spear, you need to move a lot. And uh, so it's 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 a very unique kind of hunting. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get into it. I, personally, I'm you know I'm just still working on uh, on archery, and that's that's still good for me. But uh, you know, some people out there want to do it, and I, I think if they can do it uh, humanely and effectively, you know, fill your boots, kind of a thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, we've been killing animals with spears for thousands of years. I mean. What's what's the animal's still dead and it still goes down fairly quickly with minimal you know it's still very humane. So what's the difference if you stab it with a, st- a spear or shoot it with a bow or shoot it with a gun? I mean, dead is dead. As long as yeah. it's quick and ethical, then then I'm I'm fine. I, I think yeah, I'm I think, humane, but whatever. I think the kind of guys that are out there spear hunting are are going to put a lot of effort into making sure that they're going to get their hit. And more so than, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys out there who, who never shoot their gun until it's hunting season. They go out and they, they might wing a, a, a shot at a deer that's way beyond their capable range or from a, a poor rest and wound a deer. And I think those guys wound uh, hundreds of, of more animals than, you know, a, this guy with the spirit, for example. Do you think people were more upset about the fact that he was baiting the bear? I, I saw like I think I saw more people upset about that part, but I mean that's yeah. varied, right? It's yeah, it's uh, it's a case that you know it's legal in some areas, and there, there's good reasons why it's legal. It's it's legal because they have too many bears, and they they want to give hunters more of an advantage. Because I mean, hunting a bear without baiting it is uh, is pretty pretty hard, right? <laughs> they don't just you know they yeah. don't just appear and like walk around the woods a lot. It's not like uh, the rut with deer, where during the rut, they're all over the place, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? We, as kids, we used to go to the dump, watch the bears. <laughs> so, anyways, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, that's cool, too, I guess. Yeah. It's Nibrenzo, okay? What else do you do on a well, Saturday night, I, right? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, you know, it, like you said, it's New Brunswick. That That is our entertainment. We'll watch is. the bears at the dump. Yep. <laughs> anyways. So, main topic tonight... Bring your your spear next time. Okay. Uh, Main (laughs) main topic tonight is we... uh, The government uh, sent a response to the AR-15 petition. Um, So, we wanted to actually cover that. They also sent a um, response to the petition as well for property rights. Um, We were hoping to actually um, get our property uh, as a charter rights. But anyways, so... The response that the government sent back about the petition that was sent out, Mark, uh, is it Mark uh, Barrett? Who actually started the petition? Sure. Either of you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Anyways, it was uh, started uh, to actually change the AR-15 from uh, restricted to non-restricted. And the government sent a response. Uh, Was it yesterday or the day before, you guys? Do you remember? Uh, again, I don't remember. I think it okay. was the day before, but not, right. that the, not that the listeners care because yeah, they're probably listening to this like a week from now anyway, or maybe even or a year from now. I was just going to say a year from now. Anyways, mm. the re- the response the government gave was uh, the government thanks the petitioners for their for their uh, uh, representation. Yeah, representations. The government believes in balanced and effective measures with respect to firearms that prioritize 
public safety while ensuring law-abiding firearms owners are treated fairly under the law. The government uh, has committed to getting handguns and assault weapons off the streets and to strengthening controls on such weapons. The government is committed to putting uh, decision-making authority about weapon classifications back into the hands of police, not politicians. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police is responsible for the technical uh, determination of classification of firearms in accordance with the criteria stipulated by the Parliament in uh, the Criminal Code. The Criminal Code regulations uh, prescribing certain firearms and other weapons, components and parts of weapons, accessories, um, cartridge magazines, ammunition and projectiles as prohibited, restricted and non-restricted list the Armalite rifle, the AR-15, as a named variant of the restricted M16 rifle. The AR-15 is restricted because of its lineage to the military-issued M16 assault rifle. The government has no intention of using Section 117.15 of the Criminal Code to change the classification of the AR-15. That was their response. So, so basically, in, a, in, in summing it up, it, they're saying that, no, we're not going to do anything. We're going to let the RCMP continue to do this because well, yeah. we're just the politicians. We don't make the laws. Oh, oh wait a minute. Yes, you do. <laughs> and they did. This was, that was a liberal law that they put in place. <laughs> we don't make the laws. The, the RCMP is really the technical people that are responsible for this. We put it into the criminal code originally, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's no, it's the RCMP that does this kind of thing. With and with a keep... liberal majority government, I don't think we could have expected anything else except this response, no. unfortunately. But you know, it was good that we did it because we at least got our voices heard. But mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to change the the AR back to well. The thing is, it makes sense to change all rifles back to non-restricted unless they meet the qualifications of a restricted. Having named rifles. It does nothing to improve public safety because I don't care what name the rifle is. If somebody's getting shot with a gun, they're getting shot with a gun. Who cares what it's called and where it's from? Just because I have an AK-47 doesn't mean that I'm going to be more prone to violence in you know it, compared to yeah. if I only had an SKS. Like, what's the difference if I have or, an SKS or a CZA-58 or, or something or like CZ-8 that, right? Or a CZA-58 or a VZ. Yeah, exactly. So who cares what gun it is? But that, I think they truly believe that. I think they think that, oh, well, if, if somebody has an AK-47, they're going to have, you know, they think that that's a, a big, bad, scary assault rifle. And so people are going to be more prone to using it in violent situations when in reality, people who are violent use whatever they have at their disposal. They don't care what it's called. Yeah, it's interesting that they use the uh, they use the term assault weapons in here as well because it's a... Yeah. Well, it's a made-up term, right? It doesn't have a, a clear definition, so they're just using uh, a kind of like a catch-all term to describe what they want to do. Well, yeah, I mean, if they call it an assault uh, an assault weapon, then they can, you know, nobody's going to want to de-restrict an assault weapon. That would be silly. So, of course, they're going to call it that. Yep. Yeah, yeah very soon irritating. enough. Our, our, our Mini-14s are assault weapons, and yep. our 1022s are assault weapons, and everything is an assault weapon, right? Yeah, and then after that, they're all sniper weapons. And so they got to get rid of all the sniper weapons. That's all your bolt actions with scopes. Oh, yep. now we got to get rid of our street sweepers. Those are all your shotguns. Get rid of those. Those are too dangerous for public safety. And it just uh, what's Australia going. call them? Rapid loading. That's what they call their pump shotguns. Right. <laughs> Rapid really? loading shotguns. Rapid Have they loading. seen somebody load one? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and then they, yeah. Well, that, that's that's what they were complaining about when that le- that uh, lever action came out was uh, they're saying this is a this is a rapid firing uh, shotgun. This should be you know this should be restricted because it's rapid firing. Anyways. Yeah. Do you think that the petition? So there was over uh, twenty five thousand um, signatures on the petition. Do you think the petition helped in some ways at all? Well, if nothing else, it may have helped other gun owners um, be able to talk common sense to their co-workers, their friends and families. You know, it gives them an opportunity to, to talk about guns with, with other people who may not be familiar. And if we got 25,000 signatures, I, you know, I could probably bet that some of those are somebody's mom, somebody's sister, somebody's brother, somebody's uncle, you know, whatnot. And and so if they were willing to sign it, then perhaps they've, they've sort of maybe, if not come to our side, at least remain neutral and, and are now a bit more educated because yeah. this petition went out. And so, yeah, I think it's a good thing that it happened. You know, it, it wasn't the result that we wanted, but I think there are probably thousands of people out there now who are aware that an AR-15 is it's not an it's not an M16 it's not an assault rifle it's it's just another semi-automatic rifle same as a mini 14 or any other semi-automatic hunting rifle that's out there mm-hmm. and when you're talking about talking to the other people when you're talking AR um, people who are not educated assume that's assault stands for assault rifle. that's right ARs must yeah. stand for assault rifle right yeah nope. so they're thinking let's ban it Stands for automatic rifle. Nope, doesn't stand for that either. <laughs> what does it stand for? Uh, uh, awesome, awesome rifle. Uh. Yes, it is awesome rifle. You got it. I, th- I, I think everybody knows who listens that it's Armalite. But uh, yeah. just in case well. they don't, it's not awesome rifle, although it should be. <laughs> it is pretty awesome, though. I like the AR. Oh, yeah. Too. I, I, it's unfortunately restricted. You know, yeah. which means I can't hunt with it. Not that I really do much hunting anyway, more like armed hiking. But, man, be awesome armed hiking with an AR. So, I had a conversation recently with two ladies that I work with. And um, I work with those that are legally challenged. Anyways, so these ladies work <laughs> with them as well. <laughs> legally challenged. I love that. <laughs> Carry on. Yes, yeah, sorry. Anyways, so... We were walking around uh, our work area at uh, at lunchtime, and the ladies were talking about, well, recently down in the United States, uh, a group of girls were raising some money. They were raffling off an AR-15 for a trip that that they needed for to go to some, I think it was a softball team. Anyways, so they were raffling off an AR-15 um, for this trip, and, uh, and there was a pastor that bought... Uh, $3,000 worth of tickets so that he would get a rifle, a an assault rifle off of the, uh, you know, away off from the, the streets? public. Off yeah. the streets. Yeah. And he was going to destroy it. Anyways, so they were talking about this and uh, they were going, why would anybody want an assault rifle? This AR-15, it's a black rifle. Why, why, why? It's awful. Anyways, and I let them talk about it. I wanted to get where they were, you know, coming from and all that. And then I turned to them and I said, well, I own an AR-15. And, they, you know, the jaw dropped a little bit and everything like that. And then they started asking questions. Well, why do you want it and why do you need it? And I said, I don't need it. I do want it. I said, they're a restricted firearm. And I said, they, I go to the range with it and I shoot it. And I like to shoot it at targets. And it's fun to use and it's, you know. And so I started talking to them and they, 
they started to ask questions and and everything like that. And by the time that we were done our five kilometer walk, they were going, holy cow, you know, and I was inviting them to the range and, and all that. And it is going from, you know, you know, why would anybody want it? And looking at one of their coworkers and saying, holy cow, she owns one. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, she's not, and, and, and she's not a bad person. And that's it, right? And and I've I've managed to do the same thing with people too, where they they get to know me first, and then they find out that I'm a gun guy, gun yeah. god, if you will, gun <laughs> archangel. No, we're we're beyond that, I think. And and they're like, oh, you're so you're such a nice person. Why would you own guns? Like I've I've had people say that to me. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute. You mean if I own guns, I can't be a nice person? You really have a skewed perspective of gun owners don't you and uh, anyway yeah no I, i've been able to to you know change people's opinion on on firearms just simply because you know the w- the way i behave in public and you know i'm not a maniac but most gun owners aren't maniacs no. and th- no. I, I think too many i think too many gun owners hide the fact that they're gun owners i think we need to be more vocal i think people need to be m- a bit more proud that they're a gun owner and share that information with people to get to, to make it you know more widely known that gun owners aren't gun nuts we're not nut jobs we're not wacko we're we're just everyday accountants and lawyers and school teachers and you know everything else that that you know regular professions and just happen to enjoy firearms as well that's exactly it and that's one of the things that uh, Tracy Wilson, that's what she was trying to do. Who really was, is a gun is goddess. A gun goddess. <laughs> that's right. That's how it all started off. See, we're segueing into that one. That was, it's like good. we planned it. But everybody should know that we planned nothing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy Wilson was recently in the Ottawa Sun, also the Ottawa Citizen. Well, it's been picked up by a lot of people, actually. Um, and her face was right on the cover, and it said Tracy the Gun Goddess. And she was talking about, um, basically, Canadian gun owners. And, uh, yeah, so uh, did you guys get a chance to read it at all? I didn't actually read it, but I saw the uh, I saw the picture, and I saw some of the comments and stuff. So yeah. good on <laughs> her for, for getting out there. But uh, it's a great way to draw attention to yourself, and you know, it brings out the nut jobs. <laughs> It's funny yeah. the, the 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 wackos are actually the people who don't own guns. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, it was a really really well written article. It was quite balanced, and uh, it asked her some questions, and like why why do you have guns? And she's saying it's my hobby. You know, I'm a woman. Um, I'd like to be able to actually even conceal carry to protect myself. Um, but yeah, it was very well written. And uh, it was around the time of the 1022 uh, magazine issue as well. So they asked her about that. And she said, well, you know what? We should be able to actually have them as well. And you're right. The, the, uh, it was the Ottawa Citizen that started it. And there was tremendous amount of co- uh, comments, both from pro-gun or and anti-gun people as well. And people were basically, some of them were sparring, but other people were listening like, I commented on a, a uh, lady's post, and she was a. She said, "I love all animals, and guns kill animals, so I don't like guns." And so I actually said, well, "I love, I animals, love animals, and but cars too. kill animals, and so I don't like cars." Well, nope, doesn't no. make sense. Sorry. Well, 
well, I said to her, I said, I respect the fact that you actually don't want to own a gun and you're not going to go hunting and, or fire a gun and that you love animals. I said, I do too. And I said, but I also, you know, uh, I like to shoot as a hobby. It's something that I like to do. I'm good at it. And I said, and I would hope that you would be respectful of that, of my, and I said, most hunters, I said, they're very ethical and they will, I said, you know, we have a history, a long history of hunting and supplying uh, food for our, our families and that. I said, I don't hunt, but if those people choose to hunt, then that's great. You know, they're, they're providing for their families and they're ethical. They'll bring down usually, you know, their... Um, uh, whatever they're hunting within one shot and I said they share it and I said some are aboriginal and they even give thanks for the you know the animal giving its life so that they could feed their family I said there's a whole you know I said it's not people just going out and shooting animals for the fun of it the majority of hunters actually you know they'll share the meat and it's very ethical I said but yeah you know and then there's the other people who just want to go out and shoot targets and have fun I said that's my choice and I hope you respect that and then I said oh and by the way I rescue dogs and that as well and she commented back that she thought that was great so she could see you know two sides of it right well that's good yeah but there are people that are going to... The, the, the thing is, most people who are anti-gun get all of their information from the media, and so they're getting yeah. a very skewed perspective. That's the second time I've used that term this show. That's going to be the term <laughs> of the show, I think. Uh, a skewed perspective on, on guns and, and gun owners, and so they're going to be very negative. But I find that a very simple, logical discussion will often turn many people, and maybe, you know, Maybe not turn them, but at least show them our side. Yep. And and that's the that, that that that's the key is not getting emotional, not getting worked up, not getting angry, and start swearing and yelling and cursing and all that stuff. Just nice and calm, just like you did. Yeah. I love animals too. Of course, the correct response after that is, I love all of God's animals on my plate with a side of potatoes <laughs> and mashed. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it's a steak. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, you know, you you can love animals. And still shoot guns. Heck, you can love animals and still go hunting. There's, yeah. you know, there's, we, we need to eat. We're humans. We're omnivores. Yeah. We eat meat. That's, that's a normal thing. And so, you know, sadly, animals, well, it's not really all that sad from my point of view anyway. But, you know, from pe some people's point of view, sadly, some animals must die so that we can eat. That's just part of life. We, we accept that and carry on. But, you know, not everybody is in touch with where their food comes from. No. Not everyone maybe needs to like. I I know what my deer ate. It ate a bunch of grass. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. that's a huge part of it too. I mean, the 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 game meat that we eat is probably some of the healthiest meat available because they're not being fed chemicals and steroids and hormones and all the other crap that they put into farm animals. So it's actually some of the the most organic, healthy food you can eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. We use firearms, though, to so the steak that's on your table. I brought that up, subject up as well with somebody. Somebody was talking about, well, you know, you can just go to the store and, you know, yep, get it, right? Yeah, we're no, we're no animals were harmed, <laughs> which is absolutely true. But you know what? Firearms are used I, I, on the kill floor as well. Yep. So if yep. you're, if, you know, steak or cow, pork or pig, you know, whatever. So. It's a tool. That's yeah, all it is. It is. It's a tool. It. It's just the, the way to, to get to the animal and kill it so you can eat it. Yeah. 
I love using that. Uh, I, I've done that a few times, and one of my favorite times using that that argument. Well, you eat meat, right? You know, and then they go, "Oh, well, yeah." I, you know, I I was at work in the lunchroom eating lunch, talking about one of my recent hunts where I had shot a grouse or a rabbit or something. I can't remember what it was at the time, and somebody said, oh, "I can't believe you kill animals just to eat them," and they were eating a roast beef <laughs> sandwich. And I said, I, I just, I just looked at them, and then looked at their sandwich, and looked back at them, and they realized they went, oh, yeah, and that was the end of that discussion. <laughs> oh, it was funny. So there's a lot of people on there supporting supporting Tracy. It was really good to see, um, and they were supporting each other too. So you know, hunters and people who are gunnies like. Um, like competitive shooting and all that. They were all supporting each other, so it's good to see. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We gave uh, Tracy a little bit of a shout-out, too, because she was getting some nasty memes. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to happen whenever you're in the news. I mean, especially national mm-hmm. news. You're going to get everybody coming at mm-hmm. you. So, it uh, you know, you got to have thick skin if you're going to go in the media. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say, and here's the other thing, most people who are passionately against something are more likely to speak up than somebody who's passionately for it. So she's going to be getting a disproportionate number of negative replies than she will positive, but she should know that probably more people are positive about her being there and saying what she did than than negative. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and she did really, really well. So kudos to her. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Adriel. Yep. Do you want to do you want to start us off with the first listener feedback uh, from Patty? You bet. Um, and he'd actually just posted on our Facebook uh, page here, so he already uh, he already replied to the thing he asked for in the second email. So here's the first one. <laughs> this one's to Trevor. <laughs> I have two issues, and I'm hoping you can give a new-ish shooter some advice on. First off, podcast rocks, and I look forward to it every week. I especially enjoy hearing about gophers and groundhogs getting shot in the face with shotguns, exploding, <laughs> or anything else along those lines. Well, then we should definitely do more of that then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ended up picking up an FNS9 to try based on all your feedback on the show. Took it out to the range for a test run, loved it, now own it. With that being said, I shoot Goofy, and I'm having a heck of a time finding a holster for the FNS9 long in left-handed. Any suggestion you can make on that subject would be very much appreciated. Uh, I'm also looking to get into IPSC, but would like to tighten my groups up before I go back to my black badge. Can you recommend an instructor within a few hours of Toronto? Really appreciate the work you guys do. Keep it up. Thanks, Patty. Uh, I'm just going to read the second one, and then we'll, then we'll get to the comments. Um, okay, uh, I'm an a-hole. Just caught up on the last two episodes, and it's all about holsters for the F- FNS long. I'm still interested in finding an instructor near the GTA and would appreciate any suggestions. Adriel, can you please throw a pic of your holster on the Slamfire page so I can see how you did it? Thanks, guys and girl. Patty. And I did throw up two pictures of that uh, that holster. And So what I did was just use a regular length FNS holster, chop off the end, and boop, now it just goes through the end kind of a thing. Um, and I think that might be what you have to do, uh, Patty, because getting an, a left-handed FNS 9 long side holster is going to be a heck of a, a hard uh, thing to do. Yeah, uh, that that's going to be a needle in the haystack. Yeah. Or you can get one made by uh, Ryan McLeod from uh, Highlander Tactical. Good point. He could get yeah. one made by Ryan. Yeah, that would do it too. He's in Ontario, so. 
Oh, well, that's easier too. Um, yep. Any of you guys know any uh, IPSC trainers in the Toronto area? I think he's looking for a handgun course, is he not? Yeah, so handgun yeah. fundamentals kind of a thing. Recommended. I'd like to take my groups and go for a black badge. Well, if he's looking for a handgun course, he can go to Rick at Fire Solutions Training. He's uh, he's in London, which isn't that far from London. Toronto. No, he's within an hour and a half. So I would and, I would highly recommend Rick. Actually, I yeah. would I would I would say get go to Rick. Just flat out yeah. go to London and do one of his courses because he's an excellent instructor and knows what he's talking about, and you'll learn a lot from him. Yeah, he's actually doing the Urban Pistol course up in Barrie on the 17th of September. So if he signs up for that, he could actually learn a lot during the Urban Pistol course because he does the handgun fundamental par- portion of it as well. Hmm. So, anyways, contact contact Rick and Fire at Solutions Training. Here we go. Yeah. All right, Matthew, we're saving this one for you. And the re- there's a reason why, by the way. Okay. It's From Red, Red Ranch. Ranch. Yes. Yeah. Howdy, fellers. I was sitting on my redwood bed looking through my polyester curtains. I keep my curtains mostly shut so my neighbors can't see me looking at her sunbathing. <laughs> I was listening to y'all's show. About 1.16 into the show, old Coondog jumped up and ran out my camper door. I thought he had been distracted by a squirrel, but I think it was a sign. I think y'all heard his feelings with the redneck scumbag comment. Or I reckon it may be the anti-camouflage sentiment. I suppose it was his way of telling me to be offended too. I also jumped up and ran out of the camper. I was so mad I went around to the front and jumped in my truck. I couldn't even drive off because my keys got locked in the camper. I had to climb through the sliding window of my truck to get back into my camper and after all that strenuous exercise I worked up a sweat. I grabbed a beer, finished listening to the show. Y'all tell Mr. Small Arms uh, his harsh words hurt a feller. Wearing camo don't make you a scumbag. It makes you a Walmart shopper. <laughs> Parking my house in this median strip was a genius. My yard gets mowed for free. As soon as I find an axle and get my truck off the center blocks, I'm coming to see that feller. We love camo at Redneck Ranch. I googled scumbag. I pick morals every spring and I, and I always decent... I don't know what he's saying there before climbing in a tree stand. I ain't no scumbag. Oh, an undesirable person, one who is without morals or decency. So he always decencies. <laughs> Sent from my neighbor's Wi-Fi, she never locks her trailer. With hate and discontent, love, Red Ranch. <laughs> oh, no, just because you wear camo doesn't mean you're a scumbag. But if you're a scumbag and you're wearing camo, then you're a camo-wearing scumbag. There, that's that's as much of a retraction as I'm willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Red Ranch, for the awesome email. In fact, I was thinking of you almost continuously uh, last week when I was uh, working on the go-kart with my nephews and tearing up and down my parents' property, ripping up sod. I was like, this is something Red Ranch would love to be doing right now. And yep, with, with the girls. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be seeing him in about a month. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope to meet I him never, someday. I never, he seems uh, like a nice guy. He is I never do anything redneck. Uh, never. I, except go gopher hunting. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, Will was the one wearing flip-flops. I think if you're wearing shorts and flip-flops while gopher <laughs> hunting is? in an Alberta field and then you step on like a dead gopher, that's probably pretty redneck. Because he did that. <laughs> that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you need to do more redneck things, man. It's fun. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to uh, say about that. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, 
right, this one's from Ken. Hello, everyone, and Trevor. Uh, <laughs> Trevor's getting a lot of kudos here. So. Yeah. I was listening to Canadian Reload Radio all the time and was uh, listed as a friend of the show and sent you a few gifts. Uh, did you get any gifts, by the way, Matthew? I don't remember. Uh, Ken didn't leave his last name, so I'm not sure which Kenny is. Okay. But irrespective of that, thank you, Ken, for anything you have sent because we love it when listeners do that. And all of our listeners are awesome. So there, did that cover everything? Sure. Perfect. Okay. Carry on. And then it's and then he went on to say, and then the format changed. I've listened to Slamfire Radio off and on for over the years, but I'm not into Ipsic or Three Gun, but still enjoy listening to you. Just heard an older show about ARs, which is kind of appropriate because we talked about them today. And I was uh, told I had a problem. I don't own a black gun, so I think it's time to go over to the black side. And as I only have 49 firearms, I think 50 is a nicer number. Certainly is. Yes. I'm looking uh, at three guns uh, as a starter gun. As a starter gun, the Sig uh, M400 SRP, the M&P15 Sport uh, 2, or the Colt Expanse M4. Or do you have a suggestion? I'm trying to stay under $1,500. Ken, from God's Country, Red Deer, Alberta. So, what do you guys think? I don't think I've um, heard of the Colt Expanse. The M&P Sport I've heard of, that's a that's a, a really good entry-level AR-15 that a lot of people use. Um, I haven't heard of the SIG M400 either. I just don't see those around a lot. I see a lot of uh, uh, Daniel Defense. I see a lot of NEA. I see, um, the, of course, the M&P Sports. Uh, the, you know, and, and at the real cheap uh, range, you've got a lot of the NORC uh, CQAs. Those are, but, you know, for cheap, those are really good. Yeah, for cheap, 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 right? Yep. Um, and then some DPMS stuff as well. They, they, they've got some stuff at the at the really low end. Um, I don't know about about fifteen hundred. What like what I'd get there? I mean, I Frankenstein mine. I, I bought just the lower receiver, and then I built it all from parts so that I could uh, so I could build what I wanted, kind of a thing. So uh-huh. I don't I don't I haven't done a lot of uh, this AR versus that AR. The other thing that makes it hard to compare them is that. A lot of what you're buying is quality, and it's it's really hard to tell quality on an AR because they're all you know it's it's a matter of how many QC points they have and uh, failure rate and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of the ARs above a thousand dollars are pretty good at those things. So I don't even know how to compare a lot of this stuff against each other. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, isn't an AR just an AR? Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no. You, Until you get to that crazy one that uh, that automatically drops mags when they're empty and uh, drops the bolt when you put a new mag in, yeah, like that. That's a little bit beyond there, but I think that that guy's like thirty five hundred or something like that. Yeah, and if you have that kind of money, inside. just get one of those non restricted varmint ARs. It's not an AR. Yeah, the modern varmint. Yeah, modern varmint yeah. rifle. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, picking out an AR is like asking somebody to help you pick out a new car. I mean, there's so many different makes, models. uh, Of course, there's not different makes and models of ARs. They're all AR-15s, but there's so many different manufacturers and so many different little features and things that you may or may not want that, uh, you know, you just... You got to sit down, decide what it is you want out of it, and then and then start shopping, and hopefully you find something in your price range. Well, and and above a thousand dollars, you're not getting garbage either. I mean, below a thousand dollars, there's a couple of bad ARs out there that, um, you know, the gas keys aren't staked properly, or maybe the bolt lugs aren't uh, 
uh, aren't checked for cracks as, as closely using the right kind of technology. But above $1,000, a lot of those ARs are all checked using like some really good mil-spec uh, uh, verification techniques. Now, I will say that if you can get a Colt, um, the, uh, the, the Colt, uh, what is it, uh, Upper, the Colt Canada one that we can get here in Canada, that thing's supposed to have an excellent barrel on it. Um, and that's a, that's a, a really great deal. There's some there's some good um, even the IURs out there are, are really nice, yep. Yep. Uh, and that would be a really nice place to start. And then throw you know throw a lower on there with the, the trigger kit you want, and then get the stock that you want because you're gonna throw the throw those stock away for whatever stock you get with the with the AR anyways, right? It's almost impossible to find something that has the four end stock, all this other combo stuff that you want. So. Um, you may want to do an upper plus lower, uh, but that you know that's that's entirely up to the buyer, right? And the other thing that you might want to look into for around the fifteen hundred dollar mark is uh, RRA. Uh, Queststar has a bunch of those, and uh, they have some really cool ones there as well. Yep. I'm kind of surprised that someone who has forty nine guns doesn't have an AR yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been like I think once you get to the five to ten range, you should definitely definitely be looking at an AR because they are. So much fun, and uh, yeah, the like the best sporting rifle, put it that way. I concur. Oh. All right. Uh, so if you are offended by anything that we said tonight, like Red Wrench was, you can actually send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com and send it addressed to Matthew, because it's usually him that... <laughs> yeah, it's always me That's that offends people. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I don't mind. I like to offend people too. Yeah, I mean, you should get in on this action. It's fun. I know. Okay. (laughs) I'll try. All right. And uh, we actually have an iTunes review tonight. Make it up as you go along. Okay. It's Crazy Noof that sent it in to us. So he gave us five stars as well. And he said, it's the greatest firearm podcast in the universe. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, like in the universe, not in the world, in the whole entire universe. Do you know if we're the only planet with... Never mind. Okay, so the review is... (laughs) Look forward to listening every week. The wealth of knowledge uh, from the host is enough reason to listen. And the relaxed format and comic relief make it all the better. Trevor, uh, how do you like shooting the 1911? Two Hobbit thumbs up. Awesome. Because Hobbit thumbs are people too. Yeah. Yeah. Hobbit's lives matter. He has little Hobbit thumbs he was yeah. talking about. So, yeah, apparently Trevor should have been on because he had a lot of um, people saying hi to him tonight. Well, so. Trevor hates the listeners, so it doesn't matter. True. Yeah. That's why he's not here. That's that, yeah, reason. basically that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you want to send us an iTunes review, make sure that it's five stars because yeah, that's what we really like. That's all and... we accept, actually. Yeah, no. We'll we'll take four. But we haven't gotten any yet, so that's pretty good. We won't uh, take we... four. Stop, stop. No. <laughs> no. We have a perfect five-star rating. Our, our expectations we, here. We, we are not. We want people We're... to come into this show thinking that this is going to be amazing, and then we are going to dash their hopes and dreams. <laughs> pretty much. That is what we like to do here. We, we, we set yeah. the bar real high, and then we don't even jump. No, we don't. <laughs> Speaking, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going with that, too. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, we had 138 five-star reviews so far, 107 from Canada. We have them from the U.S., the um, 
the UK, Australia, Lithuania, and Belgium. So any other countries that want to jump in, get it, Olympics. Got I it. get it. I get it because they're doing Olympics right now. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> if you want to jump in, send us a five-star review. Okay? And we'll put them on here as well. Any shout-outs, you guys? Yeah, I've got one for Mike. Mike is our first Patreon patron, and I just wanted to thank you for helping out with hosting and that kind of thing. Now it doesn't have to come out of pocket. You know, if it, if a couple of people chip in, we'll pretty much be done. We'll we'll have uh, enough for hosting. So, uh, you know, I uh, well, just wanted to thank him again for uh, for jumping in on that. It's you know what we should do? We should threaten yeah. to quit if we don't get our hosting <laughs> fees covered. <laughs> This is a robbery. This is a robbery. <laughs> Put the money in the Patreon account or we stop. That's it. Or Actually, we keep going. You know what? We, yeah, I was just going to say, put the money in there or else we won't stop. <laughs> you might give our money that way. Uh, I'll pay you guys or, just to shut up. <laughs> vote vote for your topic. Vote for more archery or more Ipsic or more three gun. What do you think of that? Ooh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There will be some special prizes no special rewards for our patreon supporters we're not entirely sure what they're going to be yet we have some I ideas could print up some uh, some gun accessories that uh, you know would go on a picatinny rail yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you guys don't want that <laughs> you don't you definitely don't uh, yeah, no, you guys don't want that nope uh, nope nope <laughs> On that note... <laughs> Let's just say the Glock grip plug ain't what he printed off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, we are going to have some pretty cool uh, rewards for, for Patreon supporters. There'll be, I don't know, maybe these are just some ideas that we're tossing around. We Nothing's concrete yet, but you know, maybe bonus episodes or behind-the-scenes looks or guest spots uh, on the show. Uh, there's there's all kinds of different things. Swag, yeah. Yeah. Swag. yeah. But uh, yeah. but really, what you're doing when you when you help support us through Patreon, all you're doing is helping us pay our host fees or our, our server fees, and uh, yep. they're they're not overly expensive. But you know, we 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 don't want to pay them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're helping us get out to you. That's it. How's that? Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, anything above and beyond is going to be, you know, we'll be using that to, to help listeners, uh, whether it's, you know, attend events or, you know, things like that. So it's, it's, it's all going to a good cause, that's for sure. And so Mike was our first one, so you shout out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Mike's a cool guy. I met him at the, well, I, yeah, I met him at the, the Alberta handgun course, and uh, he was, he was yeah. really fun to, to hang out with and to meet. So yep. it's, it's nice whenever we can put faces to people's names. Don't get to do that very often, so. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. And if you do actually contribute, we'll we'll give you a shout out as well, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, yep. I had one. It was to uh, Tracy Wilson. I just wanted to say that she did a fantastic, amazing, amazing job promoting Canadian firearms owners in a positive light. So good on her. So just shout out to her this week. Cool. Yep. I should give a shout out to Matt Doucette. Uh He's okay. a, a listener in the area here, and he invited me to the range uh on the weekend but uh we got rained out it uh turned out that it was raining that day so we didn't get to go after all but uh just saying hi and uh next time it's not raining definitely we'll be there it'll be fun all right so if uh you know join one of our national firearms association like the ccfr they'll be going on and 
and, uh, you know, like Tracy Wilson did, and telling everybody that we're pretty good people. So you can join the CCFR or you can join the CSSA, um, any one of them really, actually. So go out and support them because they really are supporting us. Uh, also check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. There's a thread there. You can leave comments there. You can actually listen to the show or, you know, chat with us. So, um, yeah, go on over on there. And also on Facebook as well. Give us a like. We're at 1,514 right now. So, woohoo, we passed the 1,500 mark, guys. I, I think it's 1,500 <laughs> and 15. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One and five hundred and fifteen thousand. I think is how you say that properly. Is it? I no. Okay. I'm just I'm just waiting for Trevor's head to have <laughs> an aneurysm. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> what was that, Trevor? Listening to Matthew say numbers. <laughs> One thousand and five hundred and fourteen. Yes. Yeah, nailed it. That is it. Awesome. Right there. Excellent. Yes. We have have one hundred and seven thumbs up. Really, that many already? That's cool. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Ten gold stars. Okay, seriously, we need some more gold stars. Trevor, uh, yeah, he hasn't gotten any recently, and he's gonna cry. He starts, you know, work again. So we need to we need to get the gold stars up. And Absolutely, gold up. stars are important. Uh, we also have two uh, flukes, two manity flippers, two kangaroo thumbs, and one safe space. So yeah. You know, send us an email and send us also some body parts. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally, please. Um, We don't need to be on any lists. And we don't care how much you like us. Don't send us your thumb. Especially if it's a hobbit thumb. A hobbit thumb. (laughs) Yes. And we're probably already on lists. You know that, right? No doubt. Yes, no doubt. All right. Christmas lists, shopping lists, <laughs> no fly <Yes>. lists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Any words of wisdom, you guys? No. They came to the wrong mm. show if you're looking for wisdom. Uh, I had one. No, no, I don't. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.